Revolting is a production of the Cycling Independent, with the support of listeners like you, and this month, the support also of the master bike builders at Seven Cycles. TCI is a community-supported, community-focused site dedicated to the whole of cycling. The Cycling Independent, we say, if you ride bikes, you're one of us. is revolting with steve and robot on the cycling independent episode 92 one bike two bike red bike okay that's enough bikes content warning this is an uncensored podcast we're not on a mission to offend anyone but we talk how we talk like a pair of grown-ups who didn't so if you're insensitive we invite you to Moose. it's episode 92 that's robot i'm steve and we're here to talk about bikes. Oh, woo! Bikes. Oh, woo, what? Oh. Man, there was something right before we hit record. I was like, I got my phone open. There's two things that I need to make notes of. One is my music pick. Because uh, <laughs> I choke. And uh, it was funny. We were talking about Mario Rubicaba and his various musical projects. And I got a, I got a message from someone just yesterday. And they were like, uh, it's called Earthless. And I said, oh, did you get that from the part of the podcast when I said it was Earthless? And he's like, oh, I misheard. I, like, I didn't hear that. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that part. Like, oh, Jesus. Like, I work super hard on collecting myself and getting all of the pieces in place. I know it doesn't sound like that, but I think it's exceptionally funny when people are listening and as soon as I forget something, they immediately get on direct message or whatever and let me know, like, I'm going to catch that in real time. Yeah. See, I've already forgotten the thing and potentially already remembered it as well. But, uh, but what's hilarious is that in the meantime, you have remembered it and they have missed <laughs> that you remembered it. They're, they are perfect. They are perfect revolting listeners. Mm-hmm. And, by, and by the time they have remembered it and gotten back in touch with me. I've already, I've already forgotten it again. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it doesn't That's right. matter anyway. But I was laughing super hard when uh, you asked me why I was doing the intermittent fast. And I said, oh, well, come along with me on a 30-minute odyssey of banal bullshit while I explain why I'm doing an intermittent fast. And in the meantime, forgot why I was talking about all this, <laughs> <laughs> all of this stuff to begin with. Oh my God. That actually, I mean, that just sums up how I'm wired. That's oh, embarrassing. Yes. Yes. Fading in and out of consciousness. Like my eyes are open all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking around in the daytime and the daylight, just like everyone else, but I'm fading in and out of consciousness. Oh, man. I went to get my my haircut yesterday. Uh, You may have noticed that I have the little gentleman. And um, so I walk in the barbershop. A lot of barbershops aren't open on Monday because they've been snippety snipping all weekend so hard. So they close on Monday. But I was like, oh, my place is open on Monday, which is great. So I I walk in the barbershop and the barber is asleep in a chair. with his dog and the dog is asleep on him that's the nice picture yeah i mean they didn't they uh, the dog woke up pretty quickly when i came in um and was all waggy tailed and cool uh and the but the dude was like <laughs> you know he was like <laughs> <laughs> it's very norman rockwellian you know, I, uh, see, I see that it's just a, as Americana as, as one can get. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if you can notice. Here, I should remove my hat. I, too. I thought as much. Look oh at you. Oh, my God. Dude, the woman said, how do you want to cut? And I said, oh, just a little off the sides in the back and leave the top a little longer. And um, basically, she scalped me. You look like Travis Bickle. I've 
feel like Travis Bickle. It was uh, uh, it was the kind of haircut where you go in and you say, "Ah, just fuck it up. I don't care." And yeah. so she did. Um, and and uh, <laughs> she sure did. <laughs> I uh, uh, I went. I was uh, uh, went was goofing around with a new friend the other day, and she said, "Did you cut it yourself?" I was like, "Oh man." <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> that's that's a that's a, 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 the most passive uh, way of saying that you you stuck your head in a blender. Oh, yeah. Whatever. It'll just give me a year to find a new um to find a new person to cut my hair because I've been trying. I've been working on this for a while, and it just uh, it's just I can't find anybody. I can't find anybody. Sucks. It's hard. The barbering trades have been neglected. I this is my second haircut with the guy the guy who did this to me, which I, I'm fine with. I'm fine. It's neat and tidy. Mm-hmm. And he, I walked in there the first time. He said, uh, "What would you like today?" And I said, "Less hair." And he he laughed. He goes, "I've never heard that one before." And I assumed he was fucking with me. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure you get that." All he goes, "No, honest to God, I've been cutting for 20 years. <laughs> I've never had someone say less hair." I asked this cat in Oakland a bunch of years ago. Uh, I said, and "You know, I just it was like super cuts. I don't mind. I'm not I'm not going to go to a, a like a salon and get basically the same haircut uh, for seventy five dollars that I can get at some cheap place. I don't care that much about how I look. Yep. Obviously, maybe uh, investing a little bit of money <laughs> this time <laughs> would have been a benefit. <laughs> but um, I asked this guy, I was like, hey, uh, he said, what do you want? I said, just make me look respectable. And he's like, yo, I'm not a miracle worker. Uh, so I, I, try to, I try I try that one out every now and again. Uh, just yeah. make me look respectable. So now uh, like he also can't see because my hair hasn't been this short in some time, but my l- left ear sticks out considerably farther than my right ear. And I think the older I get, the bigger my left ear becomes. <laughs> I mean, cartilage never stops growing, right? You see like Jimmy Durante, you see like old people with big ears and big noses. And that's because the cartilage is always growing. Oh, you know, you grow fingernails. It's college collagen. I guess the collagen just is, is endlessly producing. So you see corpses with long fingernails. Is that collagen? Keratin? Keratin. We're we're murdering medical science yet again. We're so good Um, at that. The cottage cheese in your nose and ears never (laughs) stops reproducing even after uh, death. I think that's correct science. That seems right. Uh, One of my roommates a long time ago had a book of medically curious deaths. And it was, uh, I forget what the book was called, but it was just page after page of pictures of corpses. And it was pretty upsetting. And in one of them, a guy had hung himself, and but they hadn't found him right away. And somehow, oil, the oils in his head had emerged through his eyes and ears. He had these, like, cones. Whoa. It yeah, it was uh, gr- gross. I love shit like that. I love there's a <laughs> there's a book called Death Scenes, um, and I have a paperback copy, and then I have a signed hardback copy. But essentially, what happened was this uh, Los Angeles d- detective in the 30s, I guess 30s and 40s, had kept a, a scrapbook of crime scenes. And some other curious things, like there was a picture of a kitten peeing in a spittoon, and so he took a picture of that, and that was also in the collection. But most yeah, of sure. it was like it had, um, it had, it was a lot of people, like kids playing with dynamite that they found, or uh, cars getting hit by trains, a lot of murders, um, and he had addresses of where all of these things, all, all of these events took place as well. Um, and the forward of the book was written by a woman who wrote geek love Catherine dunn i believe you i think that's right somebody's going to send me a message and tell me i'm wrong uh in a week but it essentially says like this is just proof that there were no good old days (laughs) (laughs) and uh, my friend jeff reniker uh one of the og swobo cats he gave me the paperback book he ended up with it and he was like i can't fucking handle this i don't want this in my house <laughs> and then i had an opportunity to buy the hardback book which was 
I think signed and also came with a photo, a print of, um, of the black Dahlia murder scene. Oh yeah. Grim as shit. But why did I start talking? Oh, okay. So he collected photos, his archive, like he died and then his archive went on to, um, it was uh, picked up in an estate sale or something. And then this guy at a used bookstore found it and was like, holy fuck, this is bananas and scanned and digitized all these images and then put this book out. Oh, wow. So um, that and I got another one. Uh, it's an encyclopedia of f- facial maladies, basically, like advanced, <laughs> advanced gonorrhea yep. and all this stuff, like in the 20s and yep. 30s. Um, and my friend Jeff had a copy of when we were in college together and I totally fell in love with it. And then his sister ended up selling it or whatever. And I scoured the internet and I found a copy for myself in some book warehouse in Georgia, but shit like that. It's just, I, I don't know. I have this weird fascination for it. I'd like to do a series of books. I I call it the, so you gotta series. So it would be like, so you got a fucked up face (laughs) and it's just all pictures of people like your facial maladies book would go into that. Yeah. So you got a club foot. Well, Uh, there are still medical encyclopedias and stuff that kind of chronicle that sort of thing. I went to college with a guy named Harvey Bennett Stafford, um, who attentive listeners uh, might recognize. You remember the Melvin's solo albums that were painted to look like the Kiss solo albums? Yep. So Harvey painted those... um, he uh he did a bunch of he did like artwork for a bunch of noise bands uh none of which i can remember the names of but the guy was badass he did the coolest work loved his work and um i think he used a lot of books like that for reference Mm -hmm. and then he went on to make a book of like mexico like cartel murder scenes like photos he was traveling around and shooting photos because there's like gore magazines down there and he was chronicling like the history of mexican or south american central american gore magazines because that's a whole thing uh he's a trippy dude it kind of fell out like i don't have any idea what happened to him but that guy was oddly inspired but such a tremendously talented artist yeah um, yeah, so I kind of started just based on, just based on his, his affinity for shit like that. I started kind of collecting it and using it as fodder for paintings and drawings. Can't do it as well as he did, but you know, who can? You always say these things. You always say these things. Now uh, I'm gonna. I, I got two things. The first thing is that. Um, uh, as some people will uh, re- recall, I've talked about it a bunch. One of my neighbors is basically knocking a house down and rebuilding it and then knocking it down and then rebuilding it again. <laughs> I don't really. It just seems like the point of the project is continuous construction has been going on for like a year, maybe. And right now they're doing something which is I think they're vibrating the house. Uh so I can hear like a low frequency vibration that I can see in my audio file. And oh. it's going to make my, my voice sound real fucked up this week because Patrick's going to edit all of that out. And then I'm going to like that because you, know, you have to, you know, you have to like uh, gate it. But so that's one thing. That's a bummer. And it doesn't at all make me want to do murders on the street that I live on. Of course, it doesn't because I'm a very calm and well-adjusted person. The other thing is that I got a nice email. We both got a nice email. Uh, you got it in the inbox that you never check. <laughs> uh, from from John in Minneapolis, who ha- who's, has been listening to Revolting from the beginning. Wow. I think there's like two... Pe- My parents gave up episodes ago. 40 oh, episodes ago. I know. Which is best. I, we're gonna, there's some would you, real questionable would you rathers uh, that ha- we've... T- tossed around that involve parents and, yes. and I, re- <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I refuse to do them in the event we could get to like episode 200 my parents would have tuned out completely and then we'll do one and that'll be the episode they listen to so i'm still a little sketched out about that um but otherwise i think christina and uh and uh 
an uh, individual known as lowercase. Uh, I think they're the only ones who've listened straight through. That's impressive. That's commitment. I'd love to hear from more people. Just put your hand up, uh, robot at cyclingindependent.com. Just put your hand up and say, tell us if you have, uh, if you've been listening from the beginning. And, and, and look, I listen to the podcast now, which I couldn't for the first bunch of them because everyone knows how hard it is to hear your own voice. But I've been listening and, and, and I enjoy it. But at the same time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. You know what I mean? Like we're 92 hours into this thing. If someone was like, ah, can you recommend anything like that? I'm going to enjoy. I wouldn't be like, well, I've got 92 hours (laughs) of jibber jabber. I think it's, it's not, you know, I always refer to messengering as a job that I hated less than any other job I've ever had. Sure. And I don't hate this. There's so much stuff I don't like like a lot of stuff I don't like. And I, but I, I don't not, not like this. I don't love this, but I don't not like it. I, I'm, I'm going to ha- go out on a limb. I genuinely like it. I laugh all the same laughs over again. <laughs> I'm in my car laughing at, at us. And I'm embarrassed at the, like, love the smell of your own fartsness of yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but I still look forward to, I'm like, I get up on Monday morning and I'm like, Oh yeah, the new revolting is out. You know, uh, I, was, I was so excited to finish this week's post that I, I finished it early Monday morning and I published it and I didn't realize that I don't, I haven't published on Monday. I published on Tuesday for like three and a half years. And I just completely skipped over the fact that it wasn't Tuesday. And I, uh, I, I don't know, again, like I got weird time management or perspectives so I just went for it I did notice that you had done that and I I was confused I walked around confused all day after that same well once I realized that it was actually Monday I um I was also confused yeah it's a weird everything is everything is upside down nothing matters nothing's real this is just a simulation you know who I can't I can't even I can't even sweat that stuff. I'm just, I've given up on, uh, giving up. I've given up on giving up. It's great. <laughs> oh, a lot of freedom. in Wow. That. That's a positive, positive. That's like turning so many corners. You're going in the right direction again. I let, don't know. Let me, I'm going to bring this up real quick. This is unrelated to that, but, uh, this is something that a conversation that I had the other day and we we're talking, my friend Joe and Greg from Donkalope bikes. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about girls and, uh, but I don't, it's not appropriate to, I can't call women girls, girls, like little girls. We're not talking about little girls. We're just talking about, um, women. Okay. We're talking about yes. women. And so the, uh, they were like, oh man, um, she was like, like her hair was up in these little knots on top and looked super pretty. Or she was like, like exuding this, this like, uh, unwavering confidence and that was super sexy or had this like badass jacket or she rides a motorcycle and we were, we we're just sort of like talking about these, these, these features or these, uh, uh, these qualities or aspects of, of women that we were, you know, like appreciating them and, and loving them and kind of like having discussing our mini crushes on, on these people, M I N I crushes on M A N Y people. And then I was like, do you think, do you think women stand around and talk about this kind of thing too? And they were like, well, yeah, probably. And I was like, Oh, fucking do you, did you see Joe the other day? I think that's like <laughs> the third day he wore a sleeve, the same sleeveless t-shirt with mayonnaise on the front. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so hot. Oh, did you see Steve? Yeah. Oh man. That guy, like his arms are super hairy and it, he kind of always looks uh, dirty. Oh, mm. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Do you see, do you see Greg? It looks like his shorts caught on fire. Ooh. <laughs> Is that, I don't have anybody to bounce this stuff off of, but I can't imagine uh, these conversations happen, but we were all having a, a good chuckle about like the fact that we look like we just fell out of the back of a dump truck. Yeah. <laughs> and that, but that's, an, not- that's an aesthetic. Oh, the confidence it takes to walk around <laughs> looking like hot trash gets me going. 
But I did. I ran that by I ran, I ran that by uh, a woman the other day, and she said, "Yeah, we do say those things." And I said, "Like I just explained," and she was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> No, but like with handsome people. <laughs> yeah, we say those things, but uh, not about you guys. Right. And, and it is more uh, complimentary, and we don't talk about the mayonnaise that's been on Joe's shirt for three days. Oh, it's fun. It's fun having. It's fun having friends. Um, what do you want to do now? You want to get into music stuff? Yeah. Okay. Let's. So I had a little problem with music stuff this week because last week you picked that drips record. Mm-hmm. So I started listening to that drips record and it's so good that I listened to it all week. And then I think I texted you. I was like, this record is gas. I'm going to pick it next week. It's a banger. <laughs> yeah. But what we've discovered is that people will notice if we pick the same record twice <laughs> and probably two weeks in a row is too much. So I had to I had to like look into the archives and think like what so what's a really 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 great record from the past and what I came up with was the year 2000s and I thought it came out before this but the year 2000s at the drive-in record relationship of command Is that the one with the little drawing of the satellite dish on the cover What's the cover Oh, it's a two. It's like a. It's. It's like orangey yellow. Real collagey. I I I don't know. Oh man, I, I need to I know can... which record we're talking about if we're gonna do this. This is the difference oh, between visual Jesus people and Christ. verbal people. That was two thousand. Yeah. Holy cats. That record's old enough to drink. It is. Hmm. Dang. Okay. That, that rec- So this record, Relationship of Command, I think it's their last record before they put out a, re- a record when they got back together. But it is so goddamn good, and it's a brain-bender record. Like, the first time I heard it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Like, they- it is so angular and confrontational... And yet compelling that uh, it, it was definitely one. Maybe you have this experience where you listen to a record and you go, the fuck? And then you listen to it again and you're like, huh? And then you listen to it a third time and you go, you say, OK. And then you listen to it again. Like you can't stop listening to yeah. it because it's asking your ears so many questions. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, kind of a masterwork. I remember I had been on the road <clears throat> with Tioga, so I'd been driving around doing mountain bike race stuff, and I came back to work at the bike shop where where I was employed, and my friend B was playing it, and this is, I guess this was two thousand. Must yeah, it was two thousand, and I was like, How, what is what is this, and why d- haven't I always known about it? You know what I mean? Like it was, yeah, it was so in track with with everything that I love and appreciate it's it's raw as shit it's super honest it's super unique um you know when you're like you're hearing something that that is a it's not anything you've ever heard before um and I was immediately taken with it and uh and it was just you know from that point forward like I couldn't I couldn't look away and everything that they did and Cedric and uh, the guitarist. Yep. Ugh, yep. Went on to do Mar- the Mars Volta. And yes. that was super interesting to me. I remember reading a review. It said, you know, when, uh, when, uh, the Mars Volta finally fell off the prog rock deep end or something, it was like one of the, I don't know, second or third record where it was just like everywhere. Yeah. All over the place. But even that stuff was super cool. And then at driving came back is the one band I never got to see. I had an opportunity to see them at this tiny place in San Francisco. And for whatever reason I didn't. And it's a regret. It'll be a forever regret. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, another thing that I like about it is, um, that these guys are from El Paso, Texas. Yeah. Uh, and they have no business doing this. 
but they have done it and they have done it so well. And it's another one of those like, you know, the good stuff can come from anywhere. Mm, yeah, sometimes even uh, sometimes I would even say that uh, it takes uh, takes a place like that. You, you, you know, like it wouldn't be surprising if something like that came from New York City because or L.A. or San Francisco or, a, you know, a major metropolitan area because they are influenced by everything. They are touched right, by everything. Right. Uh, but sometimes that detracts. And sometimes you need a place like El Paso, which is not necessarily like <laughs> you don't think of El Paso as being this cultural hub. Uh, and then something comes out of it that is unlike anything that's ever existed because it's because they're not influenced by everything. Yeah, it's yeah, this perfect right. little. Um, it's like this perfect little bubble of creativity. I love, I love it. I love everything about that band. Yes. Uh, except for the fact that I can't remember the guitarist's name. Yeah, I read. Uh, well, an interesting quote that I read about this record in doing my in-depth research before forgetting his name. <laughs> <laughs> Is that he doesn't like that record? Who, who the guitar? Omar Rodriguez Omar. Lopez. Yeah, Omar, Omar. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't like that record because, like, to you and me, it sounds nuts. It sounds crazy and out of control. And he's like, "Oh, oh, actually, the sessions were much more chaotic and out of control than that." And the sound engineer tried his best to try to like massage it and smooth it all out so that it would be palatable to the record company and ready for radio play. And he goes, I can't even listen to it. It just sounds like plastic garbage to me. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they were, I mean, they were, you know, historically like one of the fiercest live bands because they would do that stuff and they would, it would sound good. Like it would, they would, they would play those songs it would sound amazing, and they were just this like explosion of absolute yeah, yeah. pandemonium live, physically yes. all yes. over the place. Yes. Throwing yeah. guitars, throwing mics, running all over the place, doing backflips. Like you know, we talked. We've talked about um, idols, like how idols' live performances are sustainable because they are so engaged and so energetic. Uh, yeah. How can you do that night after night? you know and yeah 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 I they're guess. athletes yeah it's true that's for sure um all right that's a good one uh I've, you know uh mine is uh i gotta look at my notes because uh memory the memory thing that we were talking about before oh yeah 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 not good oh jesus and i closed the fucking window it's the new hives oh um from uh stockholm yes yes uh and big uh but they were, I think they put a record, like their first record out on like, uh, Mark Scott Rutherford's label speed kills. Um, and they blew the fuck up and had songs in every movie and every, everything. Um, and they, I don't think they've put a record out for 15, 15 years or 14 years or something like that. Kind of went into yeah uh the, the death of randy fitzsimmons that's the name of the new record uh and if you liked any of the uh, if you liked any of the hives previous output i would say this record tracks but it's a it's slightly more mature it's kind of less snotty less garage uh bigger it's bigger it's bigger and uh more it, it's just it's bigger and more what you love about the hives. I that's the only way I can explain it. Would you say that it's um mature? Mm, no. No, and that was a, that was a an an adjective that kind of crossed my mind when I was trying to put words together a second ago. It's not mm -hmm. really because it's like what you love about the hives is that they are this they they are a snotty garage band. This yeah. just, it's a little more evolved. Um, cycling content, I believe the drummer of the Hives band uh, is a cyclist. 
Uh-huh. A keen, a, a keen cyclist, as they say in the UK. Interesting. He's a keen. He's he. Uh, what? Oh, he's keen on his bikes. That's what they would say in Wales, where I, I, my family lives. I think it's, oh, it's keen on his bikes. I think it's fun to you know when you find out about like like Slash from Guns and Roses has a a long and storied history with BMX. Um, uh, who did I just realize? Like I just found out that somebody else. Oh, it's gonna come to me. But they are a total ripper on a BMX bike. Somebody, ah, uh, shit. Well, that one's gonna come back eventually. Uh, one of the guys from, uh, Rage Against the Machine, really into mountain biking. I think Duff McKagan was into, it was either Duff McKagan or the old guitarist from Guns N' Roses. He was really into mountain bikes. Um, what was the Wallflowers? I think the guitarist from the Wallflowers. Actually, the two dudes, uh, Omar and, uh, Cedric, Cedric both came by one-on-one studio in minneapolis and they got bikes when they were in town and like all the bands that came through minneapolis who were into bikes they would always stop into gino's shop um damn it i just read an article about somebody who's a total ripper well fuck it anyway bands who are into bikes it's cool so that's my that's me huh yeah, that's music for the week. The de- uh, the what of Rand- de- Randy Fitzsimmons? The death? The death of Randy Fitzsimmons and Relationship death. of Command by At the Drive-In. Yeah, and two- so now... 2000 and 2023, res- respectively. Yeah, and so now we will take a, a break to extol the um, virtues of our sponsors, our kind sponsors. Do you love high-quality bike lights and bike pumps and tire inflators and baskets and bags and cargo racks and fenders and various other essentials any normal person needs to get through life by bike? Of course you do. Probably preaching to the choir here, you're likely up to speed on Portland Design Works. This podcast is actually sponsored by them, makers of high-quality fenders, cages, lights, and all the other stuff I just mentioned, plus some. Use code REVOLTING15 for 15% off your first PDW order. My two favorite items that they make are the Cargo Web, which keeps all my stuff intact, safe and sound in my basket, and the 3 Rencho, which is an offset 15mm coated wrench with a tire lever on the end. The attentive among us might remember the infamous Dan Cheever eating peanut butter with his in an old video spot they did several years ago. Portland Design Works, they're the best. Remember, use code REVOLTING15 for 15% off your first PDW order. I'm not the boss of you. You are. But you know what's right. Portland Design Works. Beautiful, simple gear for everyday cycling. This month, we're sponsored by our good friends at Seven Cycles, who have been in the vanguard of American custom frame building for more than a quarter century. I worked there for most of a decade, and I learned things I didn't even know I needed to learn. When you work with Seven on a bike, you get real input into the design. They offer more tube set options than any other builder. They offer more ways to customize your bike. The process is deep, but it's also fun. The result is a bike you're going to love riding for a lifetime. We've secured a few places in their busy build queue for revolting listeners, which means you can get a fully custom dream bike from Seven in just three weeks from the time you submit your measurements. This is the fastest route to the very best bike you're going to find. In addition, they're doing this cool thing called the Centennial Build, where the designer, bike builder, welder, and finisher combined will have 100 years of bike building experience. So it's sort of underlining the, the depth and the experience in every bike. So check it out at 7cycles.com TCI. We're back. Yay, sponsors. You want me to read the intro? I, I think I can do it. Yeah, go ahead. So this is a weird one because we're recording before the Made Bicycle Show, uh, which we're both attending, though not at the same time. But it's coming <laughs> out directly after. Uh, we have a compl- complicated relationship with time, usually forgetting when we did things or when we're supposed to do them. Today, we're going to guess what happened over the last few days in Portland. And when it comes out, we'll be able to have a chuckle about how right or and wrong we were. Uh, so bikes are great. 
But talking about bikes all the time is exhausting. Agreed. We both done our fair share of industry elbow rubbing and glad handing. So besides the bikes, which uh, which will be what they are, who are, where you, were you looking forward to seeing at this little jamboree? Who am I looking forward to seeing at this little jamboree? Right. So, so it's this funny thing, right? Because we're doing, recording this right before I'm flying tomorrow. So we're recording right before. So it's, who are you looking forward to? But the, this um, episode is coming out the day after the show ends. So it's, who were you looking, who are, and were both you? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Who were, are you looking forward to? Well, this is the, uh, this is the first uh, expo of any sort that I've done, uh, besides the tune to the two tune-ups in Bellingham. Uh, this is like the first event. This is the first event I've done since before, uh, the COVID slowed everything down. And I guess at that point it was probably a sea otter or something. I don't remember. Um, they, these uh, events, are incredibly tiring for me. I think I've done 20 some sea otters and 25 uh, inner bikes. And I'm just, uh, the last, oh no, you know what it was? It was the, it was the NAB show in Sacramento, I think. And uh, I, I believe like right when I walked in to the hall, I began having a panic attack because I, if I, if, if I have to ask anyone like, so you see anything cool? Like, how's your show? Like, uh, I just gonna, I'm going to implode. Like, I just can't do it anymore. And thankfully <laughs> I bumped into Steve Elms and we like went behind this little curtain and sat down on the floor and had a conversation with one another. And at the last interbike I was at, I started to have a panic attack as soon as I walked in the room then as well. And, um, I ran into Jim Potter, I think from Vecchio's, um, and we had a little conversation. And then my friend Scotty had just come back. Uh, he had j- just had a, a, a baby girl. And so we talked about that. And kind of gave me a chance to center and like, okay, there's a lot of other things happening here. I can talk about actual life. Because I don't, I just, I, it's weird. I just don't want to talk about bikes. I don't care. It's, I don't know why I used to enjoy it, but I just think I've kind of um. hit the wall. <clears throat> I mean, I love hate it. I, there are times when bikes come up and I enjoy the conversation. And then there are times when bikes come up where I'm like, oh, do we have to do this? And I don't I want to acknowledge that um, most folks would be pretty psyched to attend this show. There's going to be tons and tons and i'm psyched to attend it also but there's most people would be like there's going to be so many cool bikes there i want to look at all the cool bikes and i'm gonna i'm gonna look at the cool bikes i'm gonna see what's up um but it's bikes are a little bit like the elephant in the room like i just don't want to talk about like if that's the the thing that's in the middle of the room i'd much rather talk about something else just to spite it i don't know well, I don't know. Um, and how's your show going and all that stuff? Yeah, like, I don't know what can be said. Like, I'm not a fabricator, so I can't talk about, I can't talk about different techniques and stuff. I've, I've done a little bit of it, but not certainly not enough to, to have a conversation about it. Um, and I've always said that for, I've always said that the bicycle, the people who comprise the bicycle world are the ones that like, that's the thing that fires me up and um i've also always said that if if i stopped riding bikes tomorrow or my, or any of the people who i become friends with through bicycling stopped riding bikes tomorrow we would still be friends because we have all these other things in common like i don't like going on group rides uh with you know like uh, multiple personalities and people of varying interests because what you what do you talk about like i and maybe that's me. Maybe that's my own deficiency. Like, I just don't want to, I want to find out about what makes people tick or I don't know. I have some really good friends who are going to be there and I'm going to, you know, I'll see Bernsey from oddity. He's a, he's an awesome guy and he makes wacky shit. 
Um, Sean Walling, formerly of Soulcraft, is going to be there, and he's one of my all-time favorite human beings. And, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure we'll catch up on on life and times and heartbreak and achievements and we're and I would I would argue, I would wager to bet that there probably will be very few conversations uh regarding bicycles at all <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to catching up with friends about you know life uh but I and, and and it's cool to see shiny things and you know imagine fantasize about like man I sure wish I had $12,000 for something it's a work of art like this you know but like right. i don't know i just <laughs> she just didn't really do anything for me anymore there's um there's a, a strangely competitive vibe at shows like this you know everyone is showing their best work and there's like this tension in the air where people really want their thing to be better than the other people's thing i think that's it's natural and I guess it is what motivates them to do better and better work. But it also um, sucks a tiny bit of the friendliness out of it. Mm. Uh, having said that, I'm looking forward to... I mean, there's a bunch of people... Like, I've never... Um, I'm going to hug Christina Sinkovich. Uh, that's one of the things that I'm, I, I have planned while I'm there. Um, <clears throat> probably going to meet a bunch of people that I have not met before that uh, I guess I know virtually. So I, I'm looking forward to that a little bit. And, you know, um, I like my guys at Chris King that I'll be working with while I'm I'm in the town. Um, Portland is always a, a thing, a fun. They do uh, Portland for for all of its various ills and cer certainly like social challenges and economic challenges right now. Portland is very good when it comes to comfort food. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've intended to be on like a month long fast kind of and cleanse and, you know, I'm not drinking. I'm not, I'm sleeping super good. Like basically training for Portland. <laughs> yeah. But I, I kind of blew that <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty spectacularly. So I just got to pace myself when I'm there. Yeah, Portland is, the eating there is pretty challenging. Uh, you know, like, oh, what do these guys do? Oh, they do um, French fries with gravy inside a corn dog, but it's a donut. <laughs> Covered in brisket. <laughs> yeah. And then the whole thing That's is right. deep fried again. It's pretty, That's it's, right. it's pretty amazing. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the food. I'm looking forward to seeing friends. Um, uh, you and I have collaborated on a poster uh, that King is releasing. So I'm going to haul ass down there on Saturday morning. Now, hopefully we'll get there in time. And then I'm supposed to be at the King booth at noon for a signing. Uh, <clears throat> I think that's what I've, I think that's what I've heard. So that's fun. That's a, that's an exciting thing. I haven't seen the finished product. So, um, oh, I have. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. Um, and then there's always there's always cool thing like like bicycles as as objects. I think it's I don't think there's anything more perfect. I love the lines. I love, you know, but it's ultimately it's the same thing. Uh, each time each time you see when it's, you know, you've got the the drive train and you've got the bars and the seat and all the stuff. So uh, in terms of like the basic functionality that never really does anything for me, but, uh, the presentation of it, I think is really cool. And so I am looking forward to seeing, I don't know, I haven't been to, uh, I haven't been to a custom bicycle show since the NAB show in Sacramento. And I guess that was 2017, 2018, something like that. I was at that one. We did not, um, slap hands at that show. I don't know why, but we didn't. I don't either. I was there, we, we were, uh, it was part of the Shimano, I mean, I would have been there anyway, likely, but it was, Shimano had their um, uh, Gravel Alliance thing, there was like a Gravel Alliance event, and we all met up and went to the show, and Robert Ives put together a big ride on these uh, levee roads and stuff, it was, 
It was nice to be there. And to see just like, like I said, just to see people. That is going to be, I think, my primary focus. I feel like I, there's so much standing around at these things. I'm already, like, my back hurts thinking about standing for eight hours, and I feel like I might go to the, the, um, the pharmacy and get some diabetes socks or something. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to do my best. This is what is always, um, this is what has always kind of tripped me up. As I say, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to pay super close attention to the things that are exhibited. I mean, I've been doing this for, you know, 15 years where I say uh, that my primary thing is I'm going to go and I'm going to put blinders on and I'm going to go in and I'm going to take pictures and I'm going to pay attention to the tiny things, like really focus on the details, not get distracted by people. But then uh, that's a contradiction, right? Because I'm saying like the thing that I'm looking forward to seeing the most is the people. But also I kind of have a job to do. I mean, it's self-imposed job, but a job nonetheless where I'm taking pictures and I'm documenting things that are exciting to me so that I can then have water for a day or two on my website, you know? So yeah, I know, I, I know it's i uh, I'm going back and forth and I'm saying two different things out of two different sides of my mouth, but. Well, being at these things is like being at a casino where, um, you know, it's, there's so much sensory input that you're not making your own decisions, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's sort of like being, uh, in the ocean up to your chest and it's sort of like slopping your, like you're basically going where the waves want you to go. Um, and that's how these shows are. So like, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. I really want to like take pictures of a lot of bikes, um, see a bunch of stuff, get, maybe get inspired, um, uh, I always think I know what's going on in the bike business until I go to one of these shows and I'm like, what you've been doing this, this whole time. I, you know, nobody told me. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but I'm probably going to stand, uh, at the elevator coffee booth and drink coffee all day. Most days, uh, we'll probably see, I'm sure Bob scales will be out. I know JC will be there. I know Chris Stefano will be there. Like there's going to be I, all the like Portland lurkers are going to be there. Hurl, Cheever, Knuckleheads. And that's that's badass. And the fact that the fact that Portland is is hosting this thing, you know, there was a NAB show there a bunch of years ago and I didn't go to that one. Um uh and new the new builders like you know, I'm, I'm, uh, intimately familiar with <clears throat> my friends who've been building bikes for a long, long time. And then there's, there's new builders that are, that are on the scene. And it's like this new generation. There was the, the Albert Eisentrouts and the Ross Schaefer's and the Bruce Gordon's. And then they made way for the Sean Wallings and the Rick Hunters. And then they made way for this whole new gaggle that I'm not even really familiar with. Uh, yes. And, and in terms of, you know, generational, um, we'll call it, um, uh, generational wisdom, I guess it'll be really neat to see how that trickles down in, you know, the American frame building scene. Cause I haven't paid any attention. If I'm honest. I know Rick Hunter has a new suspension gravel bike. No. Well, it's a racing couch. And he, he made those back in the early 2000s, I guess. Right, right, right. It's not new. It's uh, a, a re, it's returned. Yeah, it's the same, it's the same design, but he made, a, he made a drop bar version of the racing couch. And then he's been riding that. I, I had one, I had a 26-inch mountain bike racing couch, and it was super badass. Um, and then ultimately, uh, I think I just had him lop the rear end off and make it a hardtail. And then I rode that for an, uh, another number of years. Uh, yeah, that's the third. So I'm on my third Hunter, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I had that one, and then I had a 29er that I got myself, and then around the same time I got a cross bike. Uh, Rick's bikes are awesome. I, would, I wish that he was going to be there. 
because he is like the epitome of a mad scientist and the mm. stuff that he comes up with just like toiling away in obscurity and doesn't really, I think I just mostly appreciate him because he's so subdued and he doesn't care about accolades and he doesn't care about social media. And I don't even think at this point he really, I mean, I'm not going to say he doesn't care about taking orders, but he just loves tinkering which all all frame builders if you're a frame builder you love tinkering i i think it's it's just a part of the personality and i also think uh frame builders are all insane um and i've long wondered are people who are crazy attracted to frame building or does frame building make people crazy well you know i think it's the Former. I think you got to be, I think it attracts crazy people because look, I've puttered and tinkered and done things. But when I look at the, like the idea of building a whole bike, I'm like, oh, I could do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But eh. you know, like <laughs> I just don't have, there's a certain kind of crazy that's driven to find out. Mm-hmm. It's so exacting. Like that's the thing we're talking about. Like you know, millimeters, like the tolerances are right on the money and the welds are perfect and the mitering is perfect and the filing. And, uh, we talked about, uh, uh, Jesus, uh, Chris, uh, former partner in circle a bikes and all of the wacky stuff that he does all his videos on Instagram, where he buys just a bolt at a hardware store and then turns it into this beautiful little fixture, whatever. Oh, yeah, for his, yeah, yeah. What's his name? I don't know. Oh my god, this is the worst. We are terrible at this. We really are not very good. <laughs> um, but like those, are the, I love. I love that stuff. Like just the random bursts of subtle creativity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who? Uh, Tommy bikes now. Tommy is going to be there, and his shit is unbelievably cool. I don't know. I, I don't know who that is. T O M I I. Uh, he's in Texas. I think he lives in Texas. Huh. Uh, my my buddy Jordan painted a whole slew of his bikes. Um, but he does all kinds of cool little like his brake bridges are uh decorated and 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 styled out. He makes very cool bikes. Well, there. There's something for me to look forward to. And the thing is, we're going to see all these bikes, but then there's going to be like McGillicuddy Frameworks, uh, who neither of us has ever heard of before. That I just made that up, by the way. But there's going to be somebody <laughs> there, and we're going to be like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. And what have they done? Yeah. Well, there's, uh, there's women... There's uh, Megan from Moth Attack. I think she's going to be there. And then there's another woman who I just recently came across. Like there's like I've never you know, that's oh, kind B? of a, B from Hot Salad. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's so cool. Like I love that. I love that women are, you know, lighting torches and taking this in a whole new direction because there really haven't been that many female fabricators. So that's super badass. Yeah, B um B worked at seven after I worked there. Oh no shit. Uh and was taught to weld uh in part by my very good friend Steph and who is another badass woman in the bike industry. And then she went out to Portland. She worked with Oscar at Simple, uh, which was inside the Chris King building. Uh and now she's doing hot salad bikes. Super cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Oh, Brian Chapman. Oh, Brian Chapman. He's the guy that I was trying to think about. He's not going to be there either, uh, which is a real bummer because I I would love to see. We've talked about him before. He yeah. made he made his own cantilever brakes, which is the most fucked up thing I can imagine trying to figure out all the angles for. Yeah, braised up his own little set of cantilever brakes. No biggie. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Rudy he, at Black Magic uh, Paint uh, oh, has always man. got cool shit going on. Yeah, Black Magic's badass. They got a Sepantos Award uh, at one of the Sacramento shows. Uh, the Society of People who actually make their own shit. 
Um, I, yeah, I'd actually asked him if I could get a, uh, do a shop visit at some point. I would love to see their process. They do gold leaf and all kinds of shit. Yeah, they do Cerakote also. Uh, I don't know what that is. It's this ceramic finish. Uh, I guess people like to put it on guns. Uh, but it's okay. like this super hard, glossy finish. Uh, and it's pretty cool. I think hmm. it's cool. Um, the other oh. thing... Wait, I gotta, I gotta shout out Hearn uh, from Montenegro Manufacturing in L.A. He's gonna be there. That dude's wild. His shit's berserk. Does like custom wish... carbon stuff and carbon repair. And he built the lowers for Kiss's platform boots out of carbon fiber. Oh, right, he's right. He's that right. guy. Yeah, Hearn, he makes, he makes super badass stuff too. It's too bad you're not gonna be, we're not gonna be there at the same time because you could introduce me to all these people, but I'm definitely not the sort of person that's gonna walk up and be like, hey, I'm Robot. Um, so. Uh, I'll uh, just wear a robot name tag and. I'll be opposes you. Yeah, that sounds good. The other thing that um, you can look forward to at a bike show, and look, I'm just going to show you the beginning of the stuff that I'm packing. That is, uh, those are black t-shirts. Okay. Yeah, it's a pile of black t-shirts. That's good. Um, it's supposed to be like 90 degrees next weekend, so I'm sure you'll be comfy as a clam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. I think it's going to not be awesome because it's basically it's covered, but it's an outdoor. Yeah. 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 Stay hydrated. That's a and, that's going to be clutch. And let's just say when I say it's going to be what I really mean is it was. It was it was covered mostly. It was <clears> covered. <throat> but oh, gosh, was it hot? I'm a little uh, I'm a little worried because right now uh, most of uh alberta and bc are on fire um a good portion of washington state's on fire a little bit of california a little bit of oregon and so if it's 90 degrees with a 200 aqi in portland that weekend uh yeah i will say oh that's those were the things i was looking forward to but i didn't see any of them because fuck that um yeah i won't i won't i'm gonna that's kind of that's been kind of it looks like it's going to be clear but you know, I'm keeping, I'm, I'm basically making a decision like Saturday morning. Like if the AQI is totally off the charts, I'm probably going to scrap it. That was the other, mm. that's the other as, uh, component of all of this. Yeah. Uh, fire season, man. We got hurricanes in Southern California. Maui burned down. Canada's on fire. Everything's great. Yeah. I'm glad we got to go to the last bike show that ever was before the <laughs> earth exploded i guess in retrospect that's what i enjoyed most about the show is that it i was still alive when it happened whereas by the time you're hearing this i'm fully dead wyoming super volcano will have popped off and uh this is going to be our last effort and what a mediocre last effort it was indeed uh, what hijinks what yeah because we talked about bikes the whole time what hijinks do you have planned and uh what is the likelihood of them coming to fruition what do you like about Portland? What do you not nearly as much? I don't like about Portland these days that uh, you got to keep all of your stuff basically slung around your neck so it doesn't get stolen. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uh it's pretty rotten. I've never seen in any uh in any city where people buy their own Denver boots to put on their cars. Uh my friend Gary, I think his truck was stolen twice, maybe three times. Mm. Um, uh, it's not it's not an unusual thing at all. Uh, Christina got her car stolen short, like within months of moving to Portland. Um, not to say that these things don't happen elsewhere, but it happens to such a degree in Portland. Um, I, and there's I don't you know, I don't I'm not intimately familiar with the social services that are available or any of that. But, um, you know, uh, not a big fan of being mindful to not step in piles of human shit on the sidewalk. That's a thing that kind of bums me out for the people who have no uh, availability to do their business anywhere except for random spots on the sidewalk. Uh, Drug abuse, pretty bad. Really sad to see that. It's just sad. 
you know, it's sad uh, for me to see people struggle and, um, and, and then I get frustrated about the, however many billions of dollars were sent to Ukraine or even more recent or not more recently, but more uh, pointedly um, every time there's a fucking military air show or they were doing flyovers uh, uh, for, for to thank hospital staff during the peak COVID stuff, how much money is spent on this, these fucking vulgar displays of power that could be directed to helping society's most vulnerable. So all of this stuff is playing out in my head when I'm walking around and I'm seeing this blight. It just, every, it just, it totally brings me down for the people who have to experience this and the fact that we, it doesn't have to be this way. And then I think, oh, how many fucking tens of thousands of dollars do I spend in tax in taxes and where, when, where does that go? Like, can I be a conscientious objector and just take all of my tax money that I would send to the IRS and give it to a library or give it to a school or I don't know. On the other hand, the coffee and donuts are off the hook. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that stuff's cool too. All right. You're right. I went on a fucking tear. Yeah. You, you, you threw us all off your lawn there for a minute. Let's, um, <laughs> let's, would you rather a little bit? Wait a second. We didn't talk about hijinks. Oh, what hijinks do you have planned? Uh, nothing. Nothing. But something's gonna happen. If you Some's, show up in that town with those people... I got some good buddies, and there's some fun places to go, and some, and some rapscallionism in which to engage. I'm sure, you know, I'm bringing my clapped-out town bike, and we'll go rip around and, uh, you know, get the lights stolen off of our handlebars, and probably have some drinks and I don't know where I'm sleeping and it's going to be great. This it is a challenge is. I have. Cause I'm not, I'm not in a position to bring a bike. Um, I do have Toyota Corolla or similar to look forward to. Um, but you yeah. know, it's different when you're just on a bike and ripping around. Somebody's got something for you to borrow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably there's bikes probably. all over the place. I hope so. I think you and DeStefano yeah. are the same size. I, I, uh, I'll, you can borrow one of his bikes there. If he listens to this, he will know where that <laughs> offer came from. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do it. Would you rather? Yeah. Isn't he tall? Isn't DeStefano tall? I'm only five, nine. I don't know. I've met DeStefano. I've sat with him and, and ch- ch- chit chatted. I feel like yeah, he I don't is know either. All right. Would I don't, you I rather? can't remember. Yes. No. Would you rather eat a pint-sized glass of toenails or find a random pubic hair in every meal you eat for a year? Uh, so t- it's one time you, you eat one glass Ooh. of toenails or find uh, the random pubic hair are the toenails for you know, a year. And this reminded gear- me of that joke... Are we having a what? delay thing right now? Well, I think we're having a delay. Yeah, are I the think toenails, we're having some delay problem. Are the toenails amusing for the listeners? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Are the toenails guaranteed to be clean, uh, as is the pubic hair? Um, I don't know. I don't think you get to know. Okay. <clears throat> um, I'm going to say... One time toenails, random pubic. Well, you might even not even find the pubic hair, but you know that it's going to be in there, and then you just end up eating it anyway. Oof. Right. I'm, I'm going to go with the toenails. I, I, I think, think. I think in the pubic hair situation, you just have to make peace with it. Yeah. You think the toenails would cut you up real bad, like cut your stomach and stuff? Would you digest them? Maybe. I don't, I don't think, know. It's a I good don't think question. You would. I don't uh, think you would. Well, I think it's a, like it's a one-time thing. Like maybe you could just power them down. Yeah. Put them in a smoothie. Do they do they have to be a complete like a full toenail? Or is it? Can I blend? No, it? it's just whatever. It's you know. Could I turn it into a powder? 
Oh. No, 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 no. It's got to retain its toenail form. (sighs) A lot of toenails. Jesus. Uh, It is. I don't like this one. I was reminded of that, um, that joke that if you find a pubic hair in your everything bagel, bagel, well, they warned you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say time. I'm going to say toenails. I'm not happy at all about this, but I'm going to say I'd eat the toenails. I like that. This has ended in you agreeing to eat a pint sized glass of toenails. That. <laughs> Feels like a good would you rather outcome for me. <laughs> What's yours? What do you think? Um, gosh, every meal f- I would I would almost lean towards the the single. No, I'm gonna go with the toenails. Also, I'm gonna go with the toenails. Also, <laughs> so fucked up. Uh, all right. Maybe well, if it was just one month, one month of pubic hair, maybe I would go for it. Oh, and do you but a have whole to, year's worth? That's... Do you have to eat the whole pint glass of toenails in one sitting? Um, what in in a day? Okay. All right, I'm going with toenails. Uh, we both are going with toenails. That one sucked. Uh, thanks for listening to this yep. week's attempt to talk about a thing without talking about the thing at all. If you want to support the podcast. Uh, you know, go over to Cycling, Cycling Independent and click on the support TCI button and either subscribe or throw a couple bucks in the tip jar. We'll put the money directly towards his and his hip replacement, his and hers hip replacements or the AARP memberships. Oh, his and his. Fuck. Uh, the memberships were both qualified on behalf of Cycling Independent and the Revolting Podcast. I'm Steve-O. Don't forget to suck it.